0: what is up pml what is your boy is nefarious here and lloyd whatever you want to call me but we are here we are here for
1: steaming it
0: up we got my co-host in the building we got d lloyd in the building d Lloyd, say hello to the people
1: yo what's going on pml fans my boy d lloyd we're back another episode um it's mm-hmm. becoming you know one of my favorite shows you know i'm on like 20 so um, oh yeah you know, like you are I like content whore. You are I like talking whore. about football, well, man, and concepts. So. Well,
0: you're not the only content whore in podcast whore. We got another one in the building. Uh, special <laughs> guest for us today because the women can't make it. Uh, we got Z in the building. Z, say hello to the people. Wait, who me?
2: Yeah. Oh, I'd I be, I be on a lot of shit. Show- nah, I'm just playing. I know I'd be <laughs> on a lot of But hey, man, I, it's, it, it's a blessing. To be able to be here, man. So I'm here. But anyways, appreciate you having me once again, man. Excited to get started.
0: Yeah, today we're going to talk about, um, you know, I kind of put it in chat. We're going to talk about, you know, schemes, obviously, but, you know, blocking schemes and how it works for different run plays. Uh, Because I feel like people, there's a lot of people in the league that just run a run play, but uh, I think Mole hit the nail on the head when he was talking about it. You've got to know how it blocks. You gotta know where the holes are gonna be you gotta know what got going where and who's assigned to who and all that good stuff um what is what is the uh some of the experience you have as far as knowing that do you have a lot of experience knowing the blocking assignments uh I'm asking both of you at this point
1: uh I mean no, not really just because, like even just playing you know you never really dive into like the online stuff like you might just over here. For the most part, like certain assignments, mm-hmm. but like I was never in the online room to be like, you know, this is exactly what you're looking for here. I just know like the generalities of it.
2: Um, I think
0: blocking scheme is important. Mm-hmm. Very important, in my opinion, for anybody that wants to run the ball. Uh,
2: because like if you like, you know, for example, um, there's a big difference between running like a 24 zone open versus running a regular inside zone Um, because there's different gaps just responsibilities for everybody that's involved on the offensive line and um, knowing those responsibilities can be the difference between getting hit sticked in the backfield or you know potentially turning a three-yard gain to a 20-yard gain so you just kind of have to know what you're calling know um, where your guys are going to be and just putting yourself in the best position to succeed. Knowing what defenses you can run against too. Like if somebody has like six men in a six men in the box, seven men in the box, like you're not going to run the ball, bro.
1: Like if the run fits are correct. So yeah, but yeah, knowing the fronts is very important, especially mm-hmm. depending on the run type. You know what I mean? So yeah, so
0: um, you know my experience is uh, I know how a power would block uh counter. Um, you know, uh, a zone like an inside zone or a weak zone. I know how that blocks. Um, I know the assignments there. Uh, I know how the O one trap blocks. So you know, there's a lot of people that will run it. Uh, specifically that O one trap. It's either really good or really bad. There's no in between. It's really good or really bad. If you run it against the wrong front, you're going to be stopped in the backfield 99 percent of the time, if not 100. Um, it's like having somebody with inside stuff over there. Um, so speaking on, you know, the power run, uh, just think about that is they're blocking basically away from the run and the guard pulling around is picking up the first linebacker in the second level. He's not going to the third level. He's going to the second level. That's his assignment. He's going to pick up the nearest linebacker in that second level. So um, in with the zone run, Think about it as it goes with the flow of the run. So their first step is outside. So in a stretch, their first step's outside. In a uh, weak zone, their first step's outside. They're looking to their left. Is is there somebody lined up there? Yes. You block them. If there's nobody, then you look for a double team, and then you break off that double team to go into the second level. Did I I explain that right, Z? Because I know from getting what – you were talking about you. You know the blocking schemes pretty well. So I will say this: like as far as like how
2: the blocking schemes go, I'm not like too sure of the specifics because I never played. Um, you know, I I switched to the defensive side of the ball pretty early, so I'm sure D D Lloyd can probably touch on that a little bit better than I can. Because um, I, I do know that the wide receivers have their own. Um, yeah, we have their own stuff. So. Have their own stuff too for uh, zone blocking. So.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, um, I mean just in general, like you explained it really well. I mean, you're you know, with your zones, your first step is typically gonna be more horizontal than it is gonna be um vertical. Um and you're kind of just like like it says in the name, kind of just blocking this area, right? Like I'm gonna block this area, this guy. So you're gonna go the nearest to the to the second mm-hmm. level. You know what I mean? If one guy's blocked, then you may chip and then move up. But for the most part, you're just going horizontal. And then your more power is more of like your man to man, right? Like I'm gonna get this nose in front of me, or I'm gonna get this two technique. And then I'm if he's not there, the puller, then then I'm going to the second level. But it's kind of like you're attacking forward. You know what I mean, as opposed to going, you know, left or right. And that's pretty much just the difference. And in you know, when you go into more your power running, it's more of an assigned, like, you know, my running back, he's gonna run, you know, to, to the four hole. Or he may bounce out to the six, right? And then mm-hmm. when you like more zone, it's more like am I bending it, you know, am I am I exploding up this gap? It's more kind of a read it's and more on react the, type it's more of thing. the yeah. it's more on the running
0: back in in a zone. It's just yeah, it's more of a do.
1: read and react type of like we're gonna take what's here. Type of thing as opposed to power like, yo, we're just we're going to just out physical you and <laughs> we're going to move you out of the way so he could get to where he needs to be. You know what I mean?
0: So I, I, I asked you this question when I was uh, talking about my playbook, uh, you know, in a per, in a personal time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. What 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 is a power uh, compared to a zone run? I know it's basically the scheme. But on Madden, do you look at it, anything that has a pulling guard is a power or anything that, you know, is it vice versa? You know, no pulling guard. It's a zone type of run. Like what, what kind of makes you think power?
1: Uh, like I said, I think it's just more – I look at it just more in terms of where are the linemen moving, right? So, like, if you have a regular – just a regular pull, but you're, you're still hitting a, you know, a power type of run, like, you're fine. Like, that's I would still consider that. But, like, if you're in a shotgun, right, and you have guards pulling or you have a QB read with, with guards and tackles pulling, but you're going horizontal. So, you're going to the outside, that's your main look, then I will consider that a zone run. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to get more outside and try to stretch them as opposed to, like I say, just moving people out of the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, like uh, HD dive, uh, H- HB dive H-B or dive. <laughs> HD dive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, HB dive or HB, you know, uh, ISO, like um, those are more power runs, if we're, mm-hmm. if we're being honest, because it's straightforward. It's straightforward. You're trying to just push the line back and get what you can. It's not supposed to be a uh, zone type of run where you, you're trying to you know get into some open space so yes. i and they don't have no pull they have no pulling guards in that and the funny
2: like funny thing is like you know inside zone is a zone replay but you know like you see a lot of people like i'm hell i might call inside zone in the red zone like you know what i'm saying like normally you wouldn't call mm-hmm. like a zone based run scheme like the closer you get to the goal line because at that point mm-hmm. you're just trying to establish like let's get our running back into the end zone you know let's not Mm -hmm. get we just unless you have really
1: trash linemen yeah
2: yeah so (laughs) and i mean like you it with some of the concepts you can kind of see like like guys will work there like you might get a double team block and then the guys pass off and work their way to the second level and stuff like that in some of these zone concepts so um it gets it, it can get pretty complex depending on what the defense is doing but um it's 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 interesting when
0: uh, certain things work and when they don't. Mm-hmm. It is uh, so speaking specifically on the run game, you know, uh, not pertaining to zone and power. Um, when it comes to the run game, I personally have trouble running out of lighter sets. Um, and I honestly, if you know first thing that comes to mind is my O-line being weaker than most and not being able to win those one-on-one battles. Um, What would you say like the personnel would be as far as if you want to run a spread, uh, spread uh, run game. If you want to run a uh, heavy run game, like there's different ways to run games, you know, do a run game, spread everybody out and try to attack the middle or Get everybody inside the more blockers and you just i don't care if you have a lot in the box we have more than what you could you could handle so what is some of the type of
1: personnel you would look for uh as far as that
2: i mean really I mean, just
1: deal you can go first you can go
3: first
1: yeah no i was just kind of just off my own experience right and what i've mainly prefer is if because i like sp- i like to spread you know spread offenses right and and try to stretch defenses horizontally but that kind of creates more of a zone type of running attack right for for me, so I'm looking for guards that could pull I'm looking for like i'm not really I don't really care about strength, and when I look at my offensive line, strength really is not an issue for me, and' it's nothing I'm really looking for when I'm building my team like I want a guy who can accelerate right'cause i I need you to be able to pull, but then it's a numbers thing, so like I'm looking at like Zeve talking about six people in the box seven like it's a straight numbers thing when I'm looking at it, right because my line, yeah, they're not the best blockers. But I need you, you know, to be able to make these certain pools or I want to run next. I run out of a lot of shotguns, but I run, like I said, mostly zones and I run a lot of outside zones, too. But it's mainly to try to play the numbers game. Like, oh, we don't have to worry mm-hmm. about blocking him. So if they have six guys, it's really five guys. If they have five guys, it's really four guys. You know what I mean? Because we're kind of taking him out of the play and you just have to practice enough or at least know enough so you know who's unblocked or who you're reading and then kind of, you know, make those from there. But um, in general, I'm not really a a running team, at at least this cycle, but um, I struggle out of power sets, which is interesting, right? Because (laughs) power sets for me is just, it's harder for me to comp, like, I don't know, never comprehend. I just never been really good at running out of power sets. And and,
0: and, and I'm the complete opposite. Like I just said, like when I, you know, want to go to 11 when I want to go, uh, you know, to lighter personnel, you know, I struggle against running. I I personally don't know if it's my offensive line or if it's just, you know, me and I need to be better. It's like that's that's um, kind of the – you always need an offensive line, though, but I'm saying, so you know, can an offensive line limit you to running a type of offense?
2: So yeah. I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, I remember there was a time in place – earlier in the season when problem was in chat and he was just talking about um you know like some of the pro guys like they don't really spend their points on their offensive line because um it's more like run fits and alignment that affects uh well it's mad speaking madden more alignment and run fits that impact whether a run is successful rather than who you have and as i've kind of you know, experience, because this, this season, this cycle in particular, I've had to uh, switch up my run attack to include more power, more um, misdirection, more um, outside zone. Um, you know, I, I think that it's kind of important to at least have guys with stat favorable stat. like they don't have to be like elite, but you want them to have stats that kind of um promote your game plan. Like I don't think I've ever run a primarily zone scheme, but because I've the lineman linemen that I was able to draft, I don't have the best O line. I have a good I have a great center and I have young pieces. But like being able to kind of build your scheme around like kind of the strength of your O line rather than determining, oh hey, I'm gonna run power. I'm gonna run zone. Um and then being patient behind the line of scrimmage is just as important as uh is just as important as having the right play call cuz i don't know if you guys have like cuz i played it, i played him twice and i've watched his games like when you watch problem play it's like every like he's making precision cuts he's not he's not in a rush to get to the second level like um so mm-hmm. taking your time when you're running the ball is just as important to me as um
1: calling the right I play and having mean, the right I i'm play. known as obviously like i'm known as the guy like i never sprint in general like unless i'm taking off like i just don't sprint and then obviously you know i'm always remember i'm the big proponent bro just hold r1 <laughs> like, everything don't got to be a juke move bro like sometimes you look at it the majority of the times it's, it's not a juke move the majority of times it's like okay plays up you know what i mean i'm about running three guys right now just cover it up and see what, what happens. You know get no, get <laughs> yeah bro you're not always trying to break it um but back to like the problem thing like I understand what he's coming from. And the reason I disagree, I have no I like well proof of why I disagree. I just want
2: yeah. to put that out there. I, yeah. I
1: And I've there. I've heard heard my friend told me that before, like, bro, why do you care about O line? It don't matter. So my thing is this. I think from his background it truly doesn't like i think if you're playing with competitive, competitive sliders it, yeah. it probably does yeah. not matter 100%. like that you know
0: I mean? <laughs> nobody things. cares about the big guys yeah
1: like this game like obviously you know our user inputs and stuff matter but like literally it's going to tell you on there like your user inputs matter less right <laughs> like, like it's not so much a timing based or like you know, because you could go online head to head with any defensive lineman if you were just really good, you know, with your defensive line move, you getting get in the backfield. Right. Madden, it don't really matter when you time this shit. Like if you got a good defensive lineman, he'll probably get free if you, you know what I mean, do a couple moves. Um, and then if you have a terrible defense lineman, it's not going to work like no matter what you do. Right. So I think it's kind of the same philosophy on the offensive line like you need somebody that could at least you know block at least to your strength like he don't have to be an all-around lineman like Z's saying like he don't have to be an 89 overall and could do everything but if you know what you are or you have a certain thing you got to build around that unit right And that way that's all that matters you know what i mean like if you pass the ball heavy and don't run the ball you could have 60 something overall guys but if their pass blocking is all you know high 70s 80s -hmm. they're just as good as another lineman, you know what I mean? Cause it suits your, your offense or what you want.
0: So I, uh, another, another question about offensive line. So, you know, there's been times where there's a lot of scheming within the offensive line, you know, putting guys in the right place. Uh, there's been guys that overload one side of their offensive line with their best blockers. um, you know, the, you overload one side with your best blockers just so you have that advantage. Have you ever messed with moving offensive linemen around to potentially open up the run game a little more?
2: Would define define Like, it, moving like you have
0: two elite... You have an elite guard and an elite tackle. One's a right tackle, one's a left guard. Do you leave them separate, or do you? would you want to overload them onto one side to either game plan for a specific person or to attack uh, a specific side? Like, let's say uh, you're going up against the, the Bills. Um, they have Jerry Hughes that is not good in run fits, and you have a really good offensive line, but you have a, a really good guy on the right-hand side. You have a really good guy on the left-hand side. Are you opposed to bringing them both to, a, to the left-hand side to attack Jerry Hughes in a run game? Or do you? is there ever scheming? going there as far as your offensive line.
2: No, nah, I'm not. I'm not yeah. going to move. Um, I'm not going to completely change my alignment like that. I might, if I have injuries, like right now, I'm missing my, um, yeah. like, I think playing k my starting right guard and uh, right tackle got hurt. So I had to move my backup left guard to right guard. But I'm not, like, intentionally just going out and just, yeah, just completely flipping the alignment like that because I feel like – um if there's a weakness on someone's defensive line, you attack that with concepts more so than, Mm -hmm. uh, putting guys there. Cause I mean, even when you have like elite linemen, like they can still get beat. Like I'm playing a game right now. I mean, of course it's against the computer, but it's sim, And like some random backup left outside linebacker is destroying my superstar tackle. And I mean, destroying him. So like, I I think like, um, You know, I I don't I'm not going to necessarily change my game plan to that degree.
1: no, I'm not doing that, but I'm very stubborn in general. I'm not changing my offense for a defense. That's just me. Like, (laughs) like you, I always feel and this is you could tell I play off from this mindset, right? Their whole job on defense is to stop me. It's not for me to adjust to them. You know what I mean? Like you'll make small play calling changes like throughout the game, but I'm not going to change what I do. So or I'm definitely not a change in alignments and things like that, unless it's just something I wanted to do in general. But it's definitely not a game by game basis, you know.
0: Yeah, so the reason I bring that up because you do have it on defense. Like you have an elite pass rusher and you know, you're going up against um trying to think of a elite left tackle, uh let's say Trent Williams when he when he was in his prime, like you you would move him over and you'd see it now because you get the whole pass rush resistance now with offensive linemen and defensive linemen, yeah. And you see them switch sides just to keep it fresh. I saw. I was wondering if they, there was some of that going on in the offensive line. Now it's a little different at yeah, Madden than it is
1: in I the tell them Man up, bro. I yeah, the the Wood, up, I had dude. Leatherwood against you. I'm going to have, now that yeah. Leatherwood's hurt, I'm going to have some 64 overall backup against uh, Bosa next week. There you, go. you know what I'm about to tell him? You better man up you and figure out button. how to block him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, figure it out. Hey, <laughs> man, all I'm going to say
2: is, uh, I, hopefully if everything goes right this week, Bosa won't have to play next week. They, he
1: can yeah. play against another backup. Then They both going to have yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the matchup Which, everyone
2: wanted to see: Alex Leatherwood versus Dean Bowery. Yeah, everybody's waiting <laughs> for that <League> one. <laughs> <Hold> on. <Hell. laughs> um, but while we're on the topic of um of you know, kind of how line play determines everything, how do you guys feel about using your D line? I've been um, trying
0: I'm to, not a, to. I'm imagine. not a fan of it this cycle this
1: cycle really?
0: I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of it especially if you don't have eltoro uh I, it was a little better last cycle. i feel like it's even more difficult this
1: cycle uh uh-huh. so what if yeah, or, i, I, I feel mean. like i've made plays with it though it's hard for sure but i feel like i, I have made plays with this so i'm not mad at it at all it's just um this is like i'm making myself do it more and not be so scared of like okay they're gonna kill my you know kill my a lot but um, at the same time, man, I don't think it's bad, especially with the thought process now. Like, I don't always got to get to you. I just got to get I'll close take,
0: to you. Everybody listening. take this with a grain of salt, but Deloitte has the worst defense in the league. So keep I that do. in mind.
1: I, <laughs> I do. But I also know that I have um, Max Crosby is like, one of the leaders in sex.
2: I'll say this. You don't need El Toro to have success. And that's all I'm gonna say. So
1: yeah, cause I can't, I can't give away too much game. You know, it's
2: about giving out game, but I can't give away too much game. But
1: it's about giving away concepts, not mad. Oh, well, you, you can you cannot be here. Then, if not I'm not giving game. you no Madden tips, bro. And so no, if you want me to just, you want me
2: to just, ex- I mean, I, I, I know that you gave us tips about match, but you didn't, you didn't tell us exactly how you run match <laughs> based on your opponent. You know what I'm saying? So
0: you know, it doesn't change. I just run match problem i just know my
2: name I, I hear you i hear you but i i'm also knowing that you're the type of guy to at least make some type of adjustments based on what you see
0: well well you know if if you want to make sure that the, that, that guy goes to the flat you, you put him on the flat if you want well, to because he's got no match i actually take
2: my compliment back because i remember now 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 coming back to me in the game i needed you to win you won the game so i appreciate you winning the game but you were leaving tyree kill one-on-one with so, some backup. so let me let me explain the man in the red zone concept <laughs> no, uh, no 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 this was on the 55 i mean 50 yard line you were leaving uh tyree going on with a backup safety in cover one.
0: <laughs> was it was it in that situation i i like it in the red zone and I like I like I like d, I'm like d I like man in the fuck up. You better man the fuck up. Uh, you're making all this money. You better man the fuck up. Um, no, I feel like man receives a lot of hate, uh, no matter what the the speed match the mismatch is. And plus, if you're you're planning on double teaming, like I didn't leave Darnell. Like I, when I call a couple more against D-Lloyd, I man wasn't like I'm gonna leave him by himself. I've I'm like more. I'm gonna. It's
1: what very.
2: That? I I've started running more man. It's it's very useful that that's
1: what i was just gonna very, say very very so here's what i an offensive I, standpoint bro like it's it and i guess yeah. i always try to flip it back on myself right if you're gonna come back in the zone there's a hole somewhere there's an opening somewhere right it's impossible to go in the entire field right so you sit back in the zone you just say hey you gotta be patient because there will be an opening somewhere Literally, the only defense that could theoretically, is not going to always happen, it's rarely going to happen in fact, but the only defense that could theoretically take everything away is man. Theoretically speaking, right? <laughs> so, so uh,
0: one thing I learned, like, when I was, you know, deep diving, they somebody brought up a great point, and basically what he said is, in zone, a bad quarterback could look good. And man, a bad quarterback needs to make a play to look good like you don't have to do anything as a quarterback in zone if you have the right route combination but if you're running man-to-man you you gotta throw a ball in a tight window you tip your cap hey you got that but if you if you have a throw or inch off behind to the side then that's not a completion or that's an interception
2: i mean kmfo is in here so i'm sure he can agree with this but that's why like they say you throw a receiver open like you'll see like i I believe like a couple weeks ago um it was the cincinnati oakland game like burrow put the ball he led it to where only the defense i mean only the receiver could get it and it like zipped past the linebacker's helmet and like it's just certain throws that you can make uh that you have to make in man coverage especially if it's tight man to man coverage uh to get and it's it,
0: it's tough to do it in madden um you know it's really tough to do it in madden for most people
1: especially against an elite corner like you you, you can get away with a lot of stuff you know the corners suck or you ran a wheel now dudes are sprinting down the field but like if you got Jalen ramsey bro like you could get him a couple times but if you just keep throwing it at him and he's man, like eventually he's about to get you. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just going to happen. I I don't. I'm a big fan of man. You know, um, at the end of the day, um, but um, I mean it's just a preference thing. I've seen some zone teams locked down too. You know what I mean? So yeah, and, uh, and me personally, thing, yeah,
0: me personally, I think man is a you know it's definitely not a run defense. I guess cover one kind of can be because you just got an extra guy in the box um i know cover two man is the worst run worst run fit defense you could have and cover one you know
1: and it's terrible against it, mobile mobile quarterbacks too yeah
0: and you think about it one a man to man you're turning your back to the play you're not your your eyes aren't in the backfield and that that's the same concept in you know in madden they they do a good job with that because you know people are running with their receivers and not just looking into the backfield um but i just wanted to bring up you know you brought up man and i just wanted to talk about that and you know utilizing man against a bad quarterback is is really good um speaking of bad quarterbacks we got the patriots i wanted to talk about and matt jones who did not receive any love from madden uh starting out uh 85 throw power you know barely uh anything to work with no athleticism uh we wanted to touch on the patriots and what you would do what kind of scheme you would run and stuff based on the team he has And then maybe some offseason moves that he could look for uh because basically it's a it's a uh out of the gate team because problem didn't do much with that roster or make any changes so Mm -hmm. basically we're just going to jump into that and See what we do on offensive defense, uh, unless you wanted to talk something, talk about something else, or the wide zone run that you wanted to explain real quick, Deloitte, for for Q, because apparently his offense is wide, wide zone when he has no clue that he's running wide zone.
1: <laughs> well, uh, no, I don't think it's. I mean, with, with Q, I mean I was just saying like pretty much what he's running, like whether it's on purpose or not um that's just kind of what i think of and it may not be that's what i think of when i think of q's offense you know what i mean like it's going to be a lot of zone runs going to be a lot of play actions um and i mean drama's kind of the same way so i just kind of that's just what i think of when i think of their offense um I'm, we could get have a whole another show diving deeper into it later but that was that was all i was talking about when he was in here i don't know if he's still in here listening. yeah we, we we
0: could definitely talk about that next episode <laughs> let's dive into the patriots um so taking a look at the Patriots. <laughs> you're trying to silence me yeah we're, we're kind of live on the show came up thought we get you weren't a guest today maybe, <laughs> he maybe next week. yeah he's trying to hop in on us i'm like listen we, we live hey, on the show i sir. will
1: say though for somebody that, that is allowed to talk during scheming it up I, I think he uh he earned that <laughs>
0: he, oh, he, earned he that definitely one. does earn that but you know <laughs>
1: We, gotta, hey, we have, we have the
0: a process. Open, even come open, they open man. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Uh, um, oh, actually, you know what? I am going to take it off of you because I want to plan do. for I, um hear for it. Cook. I, I got to hear this live on <laughs> air. So, uh, fast. Cook Break explained down the it, fast but we're going to hear it from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, KMFo, I took you off of you. We need to hear about this playbook and what happened and what transpired uh, before your game with Cook we got to hear the hear about this cuz it was a, it was a talking point this morning did, did you
3: uh can you hear me now am i off mute yeah so yeah
0: gonna, you good yeah. yeah we oh, okay. good
3: <laughs> so like go up for one go watch the uh cook's game against T Bandit before he started like calling them names and and <laughs> trashing them in the second half uh but it was funny like when you, when cook started the game his whole entire team was like orange fatigue he had like a linebacker at safety because there was nobody on his defense that was like, uh, you know, had the stamina to even be on the field. His whole team was a mess. I guess he'd been full Pat practicing probably since like week one or something. Had to because everybody was tired. Everybody was getting hurt. So when I saw that, I was like, bet, like I'm just going to be in a no huddle, hurry up offense the entire game. It's going to piss him off. It's probably going to make him frustrated on offense. So he's not going to play as well. And then his defense is going to be exhausted by the second half. So, uh, kind of in order to do that, I went to like just create a new playbook. I really trimmed it down. Went from like 500 plays to a little over 200 plays. Uh, Went from like 51 formations to I think like 20 something, like in the low 20s, and just built some different audibles to where like I knew I could stay, you know, in one formation for you know four or five plays in a row and have good, you know, different plays to get to as well as group certain formations with you know like uh for example i put like gun doubles next to shotgun trips y week next to shotgun trips y flex like formations that i would typically use and i feel like had a lot of flexibility i put them next to each other so i quickly audible from one formation to another like in the no huddle um you know by still being able to find plays and everything like that so that was basically the the Primary key of my offensive strategy that game to kind of. So all you're saying is you're a demon. Out, piss them
0: off. Everything is true. You are a demon.
2: <laughs> jerk.
0: <laughs> you are a jerk. You are. Do de- you? This this son. This is what got me. You know, all the game planning is cool. This man is out of conference and not going into the playoffs. Season over. And you, you, you <laughs> tried to kill his players. Is, and that is he not. He nice. can't.
2: He can't look like- He's he's his um he has that one loss from Mo, so he pro I mean, I, I didn't I don't think he's gonna like lose. He has a head to head against CEO, so it didn't matter anyways. But I mean I'm, never kill- talking, kill- about kill- I'm kill- talking about kill- the, kill-
1: the the oh. bounty gate, bro. I'm trying to hurt him. <laughs> yeah,
3: because you, you get his players you get his players tired like that. I knew his players were gonna start getting injured because that's what happened <laughs> against T Bandit. Like he was he lost three or four of his starting defenders in the first half. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he right, said right, I like, knew I was going to get him injured. And I <laughs> it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get his defense tired. They're going to start getting hurt. And he's going to be losing half his defense by the end of the game. So,
0: yeah. oh. and, and, then,
3: and then another thing, like, I think it's also a big way, because I see a lot of guys now baselining their defense, like in their coaching adjustments, which I guess has some, maybe some benefits to it. I, like I know it. You, it disguises your coverage, but at the same time, it also requires you to manually move your players around to match up the formations a lot. Like you have to sometimes roll your safety down and cover three, to you know, get over the slot because it hasn't been a curl flat, but he's lined up, you know, high in the sky. So, uh, you know, it requires you to move your defense around. So by going no huddle, it kind of prevents that because all of a sudden your defense is still in baseline. You're quick snapping the ball. You're going fast. The defense is out of position, and Cook wasn't going to have time to move his guys around and do a lot of the uh, pre-snap adjustments he likes to do on defense. So that's kind of why I was
0: doing it too.
2: It's smart. You're uh, you're, it's it's it's
0: brilliant. But you are a terrible person because that man ain't playing for nothing, and (laughs) you you trying to kill his team, and you just you just kicking the man while he's down, aren't you? You just mushing. T-Bandit, he just beat him. so I was Oh, like, that's what one. it was. Right? <laughs> like, even though you, you said T-Bandit's probably a bad guy in real life. Even though you said he's <laughs> probably a bad quarterback. Like, he's your guy. You know? He still brought me in the league. Like I wouldn't be in the league
3: if it wasn't for him. So, you know, I, I got had to revenge my guy. And then also, you know, T-Bandit's really good. Cook just beat him. So I was like, all right, Cook is probably going to be, you know, one of the best players I've played all season. And I got to bring my A game. And, and yes, yeah, so I, couldn't, I couldn't take him lightly. You know, he was in the Super Bowl last year with the Lions, season
0: one. So, yeah. you know, I think Cook can beat anybody when he's playing really well. So, I, you could stay off mute. Uh, we're going to dive into this Patriots roster because uh, Greeny wanted some help and uh, some directions he could go.
1: So he Basically, uh, no, uh, he wanted us to talk on the show. We got wow. a <laughs> All
0: right, now he uh. is server muted. I know he could take himself off, but he is server muted. Um
2: Hold up, hold up right quick hold up right quick before we hop into the um Yeah, go ahead. Where I just wanted to ask him before like how do you like so we were talking about zone versus man, so like how do you yeah. feel like like throwing like how how difficult is it to consistently throw receivers open like against tight man coverage? Like in, is in that, real life or Madden. Sort of a concept thing or like does it just requires your receiver more so to win more often than the play you
3: call. Like in, a, in Madden or in real life? Real life. In real life, if you don't have an elite receiver, somebody like, if you were in the NFL, somebody like Devontae Adams, somebody that you know could really run the entire route tree and get open, create separation versus anybody. You know, if you don't have one of those kind of receivers who you know can just always win and man, then it becomes hard to beat man coverage if you don't know it's coming. Uh, because at that point, if you don't have guys that just create separation, then you really need to be able to scheme routes and concepts to beat man, man coverage, whether you know, it be motioning guys to create leverages and softness or you know, switch routes, double moves underneath, things like that to create separation with the scheme itself. But if you don't know man coverage is coming, if it's something that your defense just kind of mixes in there here and there, um, then it becomes difficult because you can't just call man beaters in every down. Um, So, you know, you might be anticipating cover three because it looks like a single high cover three coverage and you don't really have a man beating route. And then all of a sudden they're in cover one and you have no answer for it. So if if you don't have one of those really just receivers that you can rely on and create separation, then it's tough on a quarterback because you do at that point have to really work to throw guys open. But there are certain routes that sometimes you can't, you can't really throw. It's hard to throw like a a 10 yard in or a dig route open uh, versus man coverage. You know, if the guy's blanketed on him, the guy, you know, when you're running across the field like that, there's only so many places you can put the ball to even make it catchable. So It'd be easier to throw, like, go routes and comebacks and outbreaking routes when you have space to throw a guy flat towards the sideline or throw him down and away from a defender. Those things are a little bit easier to throw guys open, but there are some routes where if you're just good at covering and man coverage, you just you either have the receiver, like, great separation, or you don't. and You have to move on.
2: Got you, got you.
3: Yeah, and I think it works the same way in Madden, too. I think in Madden, like...
0: I was about to ask you that. How do you think uh, Madden uh, captures that whole aspect?
3: Yeah, I think Madden does a good job of it better this year than it did in uh, old-gen, like PS4, because I felt like on the PS4, Madden, there was just some routes that regardless of the receiver's route-running ability, their ratings, or the coverage ratings, just by the... The physics of the game for certain routes, it just got open. Like there were certain corner routes that just broke really fast for no reason and you couldn't really cover. Um, and like slant routes too, just weird how they, uh, you know, the physics of the game and how they made their breaks. I feel like they really did a good job of fixing that now. Um, now I feel like those ratings do matter and knowing how to beat man matters. But there still are are a couple of different routes that just create separation and man coverage, regardless as long as you throw the ball with good timing. Um, I I think that's why the best – you guys have talked about, like, the the successfulness of using man coverage and being able to lock up in the red zone. I I know some of you guys like using it. And I feel like it is a really good thing to mix in there. It works really well in batting if your opponent doesn't know it's coming all the time. Because I feel like if you are playing a good – Player who knows how to beat man and they know you're in man coverage, then it can be really dangerous, um, you know, just to kind of beat your head against the wall. You know, they know they're going to beat you, they're going to get guys open, they're going to know how to do it. So I think it's something you want to mix in there and it helps to be able to disguise it as well.
1: Yeah, uh, man man coverage. Sign language, man, the fuck up, instead of screaming it from the sideline.
0: (laughs) So uh, basically, too, it's you know man doesn't have a lot of help you know cover two man you have some help uh cover one you don't really have a lot of help you know once you beat that man coverage you could run a concept that's attacking has the flow going left but you have a guy that breaks free on the right against man coverage and then it could be a possible touchdown just because there's not enough bodies there after he beats his one man but uh yeah you know there's there's plenty of stuff to talk about with that but we want to dive into the patriots uh in their roster um. what type of scheme would you write specifically? Do you like? Do you need to look at the Patriots roster? Pretty much the base roster
1: that came <laughs> yeah, out. I'm Trying to the yeah, pull, pull them and up right people. now. I know they said that they, uh, Greeny said they were all tired already when he got there, and oh, yeah, they uh, the, the the, disgruntled about the coaching changes and you know how the coach neglected them for five weeks. So I know uh, all that stuff, but I mean, looking at the roster. I mean, you have Mac Jones, you know, as it's <laughs> Mac Jones. Not, he's not the answer. <laughs> I was hoping, like, he would be like Joe Burrow. Like, you know how he doesn't have the throw power, but he's very accurate. You know what I mean? And uh, he had, not, not him. he's okay. He has solid accuracy, but it's not, it's not enough to overcome. He would have had
2: to have been, like, falling to start the, like – He would have had to have been balling from, like, season one to now. Like, you have to consistently use him. And, like, I mean, the transition from Wombo to um, Problem and, you know, Problem not doing the upgrades and stuff like that, and he wasn't receiving the content, it just makes it hard to use a quarterback like that because when you upgrade him, the upgrades are going to go to stats that you're not looking for. Like, hey, I don't care – about break sack on Mac Jones, I want to throw power upgrade, but because that's low, oh, yeah. that's going to get priority over certain things. So, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think you got to cut Mac loose, man. Unless Greenie's anticipating having the top five passing season with him with, and with the quarterbacks and passing offenses we have in our league, that's not going to be easy. So,
0: so uh, mm-hmm. I asked the question who could save uh, Mac, Mac Jones? And uh, I think there was two people I brought up, Q and KMFO. Uh, obviously, KMFO because of the way he plays. Um, Q is a lot of run-heavy play action, and I think that could possibly save Mac Jones. Uh, what did you, let's say you have to you have to build around Mac Jones? What Look what would you, what what kind of scheme would you run? Like, what are you running that wide zone scheme, Deloitte?
1: I mean you can, but like yeah, just any type of West Coast principle to me, um, get the ball out pretty quick. He doesn't have to throw power, so you kinda wanna, you know, just make nice short accurate throws. He has some big body receivers though. Um Nikhil Harry there. I mean Michael Gallups was six one, uh David Bell six two. Um they're not fast, you know, but um if you could I don't know what the route running's like neither, but if you could kinda get them the ball pretty quickly, um, you know, kind of play that that leverage football type of thing. Maybe that could work for you. Um, I like Hunter Henry at tight end. Um, Johnny Smith's solid as well. So, I mean, he he has some guys. Offensive line is older, but they're solid for now. He has some guys you just can't push it down the field. Like, you know, unless you're just throwing them off or they're not going to, you know, they're not going to be ready for it. I would just shorten up the offense a little bit. Yeah, and I think it could work for Greeny. Like Greeny, like isn't like obviously he had Mahomes, but like this is that offense where you can, you know, just he can run the ball, he can run play action, he can just throw it, you know, when the guys are open. I think this is an offense that could. I mean, you have two tight ends, like you can literally come out in two tight end sets. You know what I mean? Um, A lot more Um, offensive line. Like I said, they're solid, bro. Like he has to start his left tackles a star he's 26 his left guard's a star he's 24 um so you can kind of dev those guys up a little bit more you have a superstar still in trent brown which he'll start regressing yeah. before another season or two yeah i'm um, saying with jack mason so i mean he has he has the pieces there um it's a lot roster like that, you know,
2: that he had last cycle um yeah. you know you don't have a quarterback uh well yeah Philip Rivers but your quarterback is very limited in what he can do stretching the field vertically, um so you kind of have to build your offense around the fact that your strength your best wide receivers are your tight ends and tight ends in this Madden can be very dangerous so yeah. um you know you you can't you can't build it like with the same mindset like you have with the Chiefs like you don't have a Meekle Harmon you don't have a Tyree Kill you don't have a Travis Kelsey. Um, so you have to plan appropriately around that and utilize the strength of your offensive line. So yeah, I, I wanted did, to be
1: okay with annoyingly getting four or five yards of play. Yeah. Damien Harris so, is a running back too.
0: Yeah. Damien Harris is, is a good running back but he's injured right now. But, uh, game I wanted to ask you, you are the ultimate game planner. Um, let's say you came in as the Patriots, you know, had to deal with this roster What are what what are some of the things mindset wise that you get yourself into knowing that you have somebody like Mac Jones that doesn't have the arm to really stretch the field?
3: Well, I mean, I thought it was you know said very well. I think your your biggest strength of your offense is your offensive line and your tight ends on that roster. So I would make a playbook that involved a lot of two tight end sets um i would be in you know being your 12 personnel whether it be single back or um you know being in shotgun i'd do a lot of that stuff um and i would kind of create my passing game my play action game and obviously my run game from that i think when you have a really top offensive line like they do i I mean i would have to imagine the patriots probably have one of the best if not the best offensive lines across the board of any team in the league i mean i think every single single person on that front line is rated over 80 and they got a few guys rated like the high 80s, low 90s. Um, so it doesn't really matter even what running back you put behind it. Like there's going to be holes. And I think that's where you kind of got to rely on. You got to be uh, willing just to be a boring offense mm-hmm. that gets four or five yards, um, you know, take a lot of time in possession. Don't turn the ball over, get Mac Jones out of the pocket on some play action boots. Um, because whenever you can get a quarterback without a strong arm out of the pocket, it's going to be a little bit more dangerous. Um, he doesn't have to worry about trying to you know, throw from the pocket and trying to get the ball all the way out there on the sideline um, so you can still stretch the field a little bit when you get out of the pocket. Um, and I think that would be the best way to do it offensively and then just rely on your defense. You know, hopefully your defense can create turnovers. Um, shut teams down and keep the game close because as long as you keep the game close with that kind of offensive line and a running game that you can build around it, um, you know, I think you still win a lot of football games, even with Mac Jones.
0: All right. So I'm going to ask each one of you, uh, what's, what's one move? Let's say uh, any move, just one move that you can make. Let's say he's limited to one. What do you do for this offense? I'll, I'll start with you, Deloitte. What do you do for this offense? Do you keep Mac Jones and... Find another piece to help build something to work personally, with Mac Jones like, or do you
1: move Mac Jones? Personally, the way I kind of just play in general, I don't really care too much about throw power. Personally. So um I don't I'm I'm cool with Mac Jones, bro. Um, if it's me though, I'm trying to get a I mean you have Michael Gay, I'm trying to get a dominant number one. Or a dominant receiver. Even if it's not yeah, probably a number one though. I'm trying to get a dominant number one. Um if he could go over the top, that's great. You know what I mean? Like, if he's a deep throw, that's great. But if not, just a dominant guy who I know is shorthanded, and he could go along with those two tight ends, and then it kind of makes that that those problems, right? If you have two tight ends out there, you kind of got to watch out for both of them. But then your court, your receiver should maybe be on the island or should be, you know, one-on-one. So I need somebody that can take advantage of those. So that's kind of what I'm looking for if, um, if I'm greeny.
2: So I think he's kind of screwed. But well, no, I don't think he's screwed. But he'd be in a much better position if Problem prioritized JC Jackson over Devin McCordy. Um, you know, yeah, and yeah, that my loss. move, my move would have been to you know try to move Gilmore to a win now team, um, and take a draft pick from him so you have more capital in the draft, um. I honestly just think Gilmore in general has to go because of his contract and cap space. And there's a lot of like he's got he's got pieces here and there. Like Duggar is nice, um, you know. He still has Jonathan Jones, even though he's a little old. He'll finish out the cycle. Um, but you have to, you're gonna have to get another free safety. Um, you're gonna have to get some interior. Well, not interior because he's got Barmore and Neal. He's gonna have to get some pass rushers and some other linebackers because the Patriots are pay- an old team, anyways. And we're not even talking we're not even getting started on the offense. So there's a lot of moves that need to be made. Um so getting rid of one of the older guys that could maybe go to a win now team might be the move.
1: He has Sean Wade that he could try to dev up for a season, whether it's a nickel or even on the bench while, you know, you still have, you know, some solid secondary guys ahead of him like Jones and Gilmore. That's kind of what I'm looking at, like guys that could eventually be that next number one or number two corner for me. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: I think those are really good points, too. I think if I was greeny, I would try to get as many draft picks as you can in this draft. You know, trade Gilmore, trade some of your older, really good players that still have some value, Um, try to cut them from your cap and, you know, collect some draft picks. And I think next year is going to be about trying to just develop his team and make them put them in a position to be really competitive and contend in season four. Um, I think there's too many holes on both the pass rush, the defense, because, you know, like, like you guys said, they're old uh, as well as, you know, not having an elite quarterback. There's just too many holes to all of a sudden turn around and be a contender next year, especially when you're playing against the Bills um, and the Dolphins with how good those rosters are. So I would try to collect as many draft picks as you can. And hopefully you come out of the draft with four or five players. You can really kind of, Focus on developing and building your roster around so that he can come in the last, you know, come back in the last two seasons of the yeah. of the cycle yeah. and, and, you know, be really competitive and contend. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, try to keep the offensive line together. Ba- if You have a really good offensive line. You can do a lot of So I would try to keep them together yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: Basically, Green, I view your season three like I did my season two. Like you need to try to get future picks. You need to try to get rid of cast space. You need to try to identify the young guys or the players that you want to dev up long-term and kind of go that route. Um, to me, that's how I will view it. So, um, you know, we, we touched so on the offense.
2: And also, even if, like, it comes on that you got to move one of your offensive linemen to get some picks, man, I mean, you got to make some shake with that roster. Like, it, it's just like a, an acceptable loss at that point because I mean, there are some – good. I, got, I managed to get two good offensive linemen out of the draft class, so – you never know what's going to be waiting for you, so, yeah.
0: Now, let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. You know, you we talk a lot about three-four-four-three, four, four, three. Uh Based on the way problems set it up, it looked like he had a 4-3 move. Uh, well, obviously, you could switch and just, you know, set it up, formation subs and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, you, you move Judon to the end. You've got guys like Lille and Barmore, who I would say are more 4-3 three, uh, three tech type of defensive tackles than a... That true knows. So, um, you know what? What does defense? I mean, we talked about having a strong run game, and you know, playing defense, and you know, keeping the game close. Do you think he has the defense for that? And if not, what are some of the the moves you would make? Um, I think he really has a solid defense. That one thing is moving Stephon Gilmore just to free up some cap space because you still have, uh, you know, some solid corners, even though he doesn't have. Um, J. C. Jackson anymore, um, but dloyd what are what are some of the views on defense? That yeah, you have? well,
1: the first one, like I think he is too late to switch defense. I mean, I tried it this season. It's not you don't have enough time, so you're with the four three. But I don't think that bothers Greeny. Um I think he was with the four three with the Chiefs, and he had the Colts. I don't know if he changed it, but I'm sure you know if he kept it base, you know, or based off what they had, he ran a four three there. So I don't think that is anything, you know, you really need to look at. Um you have older pieces. The the defensive line, um, you can get some edge rushers, you know, um to possibly help you out. But I'm not really mad at it. Like I think like you said, um Bearmore and Leo, they're young guys. They both have star. They're one dev away if they ever get one. Um just through the game. Like, they don't need you know a dev story. So <laughs> they're one dev away from possibly getting something there. So I like those two guys up front. Um Gilmore, like you said, is I'll look at Gilmore either I'll keep him another year to dev up another guy that maybe isn't ready if you are truly trying to still make some type of noise next season or I'll move him and get assets because you know he has value. And um, to, to point out
0: to point out, he is a superstar X Factor over twenty seven years old, so any corner you draft will help in possible. Yeah, it,
1: that's if if he keeps it, depth. if he keeps it too, if, because um yeah. Madden's regression, regression is uh yep. He, I don't think he'll go down too. Right? Uh, you'll go down. He might one just Z. go down to superstar. he's so just, just superstar. still have something. he yeah, will have I've, I've,
2: I've, we, so, in, I have the Seahawks in a league where they do regular, like they let Maddox control regression. And Bobby Wagner, each season has gone down one dev. So this, so this past season, he went from superstar to, uh, to a uh, star. So, um, I think that Gilmore okay. He'll at least have superstar abilities, but um, as far as that defense goes, I think he's g- he's gonna have to figure out what he's gonna do with his linebackers because, uh, man, there was a point in time I was doing a red zone stream with Cook, and we were watching problem play, and We're like, is that Kyle Van Noy running around at sub linebacker? So yeah, um, he's gonna need some help there for sure. Um, I I think he has Uche, and that's it. So um, yeah, I think he'll figure he'll find um he'll have to you know try to get himself a sub linebacker in the draft or something, something along those lines and he'll be fine. But um, I'll sign a Walmart cashier and they'll be better too. Just fine. You do put or, or you, you know pull a pro, uh, pull a K Mac and take a uh take a linebacker and turn him into a safety then you have another user yep. um but um <laughs> yeah man i i think that it's gonna start with figuring out who you're going to build around like you have uche i think McGrone is like 88 speed but he's trash
0: yep. so getting content he used him it, a lot he used him a lot when he when he had the patriots magron
2: yeah, yeah, and I—I I mean, I don't know if he's there anymore. He might be a Panther because I, if I, I know JT, he probably threw the threw the fence at him. But uh, Raquan McMillan was a uh, uh, was on that roster at some point as well, and he's like 86 speed, and he's
0: still technically kind of young. There's some good linebackers coming in this class too. Uh, there's yeah, some good with linebackers. linebackers. Like
2: there, if you gotta, if you just gotta say effort, and you just. You just got to throw, throw linemen at people for first rounders. Do it. Because, I mean, superstar linebackers are highly valued. Uh, mm-hmm. A superstar out, um, lineman. I mean, not linebackers. If you got to just throw linemen at people, um, you know, superstar linemen are very valued. So, you know, do it. Do what's best for your team, but definitely address those issues. Because, uh, yeah, I, I You got a lot to, a lot of work to do. Yeah. The way, and the way that that is built, because, you know, he's got three superstar receivers now. Um, you know, I mean it's gonna be tough sledding, man. Jonathan Jones is gonna be a lot of long days. Um <laughs> at the facility and on the field. So you gotta just find what's best for you. But commit yeah. to plan. if you're gonna, you know, work on building for season four, commit to that. Don't go out and, you know, try to uh so, ne- never mind, I'm not gonna say that. Well but, yeah.
0: I got I got I got uh I gotta cut it short just because I know Deloitte's gonna yeah, important yeah, yeah, thing he's gonna go to so uh we're gonna end it here uh greeny i hope you uh enjoyed the breakdown of the Pats roster um you sure. know what, uh, no problem we do it every week and we're gonna we do everybody's team so if anybody wants a breakdown like that next week just you know dm me or ask for it like Greeny did and we have no problem doing it uh but everybody in pml have a great day and we will see you tomorrow.